Devonport is at risk of losing its multi-million dollar fishing industry, a group of commercial and recreational fishers has claimed. They say severe overcrowding at the port has been pushing them out for years and is about to hit breaking point. Commercial fisherman Stuart Ritchie told me, Meg Powell, they don't want to leave and instead are asking the federal and state governments to chip in for a new $15 million wharf. We've operated out of Devonport for the last 55 years and um, heavily involved in the fishing industry. What have fishing boats done here in the port of Devonport? There's no dedicated wharf for fishing boats. No, there's not. And in the past we've always managed, but with Devonport becoming so busy and with some of the wharves having been removed over the years it simply got to the stage where there is nowhere left for us to go and to us that as well as um, being a huge personal concern it would be so sad to think that Devonport has had shipbuilding and boat building and fishing in here for 150 years and um, it won't be catered for in the future. Now we're down here at the waterfront today in Devonport and across across the river is your boat Describe to me what happens with your boat on a daily basis. Right, well, this morning there was a, a, a normal day. It had to be moved at 9 o'clock from one berth to a different berth to allow the uh, a ship to come in. That also we have to have it manned uh, or people available to move it at 24 hours a day. My son, who's skipper, has to go to Hobart, so I'm it. I'm here in town for the day. On guard, on duty. On duty, ready <laughs> to move the boat if ready it Ready to, to move to be moved. just in case, which is... Uh, Really said, well, to put it another way, over Christmas there were the three local boats in here and we had to have the boats manned, fully manned, ready to move for some reason. I don't quite understand why. On Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and Boxing Day, which meant the fishermen who had been at sea for 200 days a year couldn't be at home with their family because there was simply nowhere for us to leave the boats. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. So is that normal in ports? Oh, well, we're the only port it happens to. Um, Hobart, we go in there, they can leave the boat there. Um, Stanley, they don't have to move boats around. Here we've chosen, like I said, 55 years ago to work out of Devonport, where it used to be a, a thriving fishing port. Where it had, uh, used to have all the services, had a slipway, it had, uh, well, still has the airport, which we need for our sort of work. Um, it had everything here. It had all the all the uh, hydraulics people. We've, we've built boats here. It had electronics people. It had steel workers. So all the services are here. But unfortunately, boats stopped coming when they there was nowhere for them to tie up at the wharf. So they stopped coming to the slip. The slipway's now closed. It's a really um, a, a cascade of, of issues all related around the fact that there's nowhere to tie up. So there's also nowhere to fix boats here as well? No, there's uh, now the slipyard's closed. That uh, We were initially going to Adelaide for our refit this year, but we managed to get a, a spot down at Margate. So, and they were really good down there, the people who did the work, but it was $300,000 that's been spent in Margate where we could have been spending it in Devonport. We would have loved to have spent it here. And now it's not just you, there's, um, there's other commercial operators, there's bigger commercial operators and then there's the recreational fishers as well and there's nowhere for them. Oh exactly, well, Peter and Una Rockcliffe, they've fished out of here nearly, I think Peter's probably been here longer than anybody, I, I think he's he'd fished out of Devonport for about 70 years. His boat goes to Brisbane to have its refits because it simply can't be done here. 
there used to be uh, 30 boats would come to Devonport every year for a refit um, and that was all money spent in the town it was all spent on uh, on engines on hydraulics electronics woodworking all the things that Devonport has plenty of people of so, so it was uh, it was good to see have things been tried in the past to fix this situation well we did have a commitment from a previous Labor a Liberal government in 1986 who were going to put some money towards uh, developing it but uh, that money disappeared somewhere and so we've been continually pushing for it since then but it's only been the last really two years that it's become an absolute emergency that there there is nowhere to go that uh, you know, we've been ordered out of the port several times just told to go anywhere you like but don't stay here well we're not going anywhere we've been here for too long and we are a vital part of the Devonport community. You've got a design here for a pontoon which would sit between here at the Yacht Club and the new Spirit of Tasmania terminal. Exactly. That um, We're actually shovel-ready with that in that one of the uh, the local firms has very generously donated their time and done all the design work for us. We, we have the design, we have the land, which is on Tasport's land. We have very, very strong support from the Devonport City Council and the Mayor, who would also be... Um, be involved in providing more land and some of the landscaping and issues like that so we're ready to go um, we did have have money promised prior to the previous federal election um, that with the liberal government they weren't elected so that money wasn't forthcoming so we're now working with um, our local labor members as well as uh, our liberal federal members who've been very very supportive in trying to get this kick started but until we can actually get a commitment from the state government to put some money in it's very hard to expect the federal government to, to come good with all the money so we've uh, we've met with the premier we've met with the treasurer um, we're meeting with them again shortly but really it's getting down to a matter of urgency now in that we know that that the uh, may budget coming up for the federals um, if we're going to have something in for that that we need some action pretty quickly and we're just Almost at times it feels like we're banging ahead against the brick wall. We get so close and then um, then we just can't get commitments. Well, 40 years. No wonder you're banging your head against the brick years. wall. 40 years, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and yet yeah, we see things like, I found a million dollars for Cartela and I don't begrudge that at all. Cartela needs to be saved, but that seemed to happen very quickly. A million dollars for the uh, Bogues Brewery, that seemed to happen quickly, but we... We're just surprised and concerned that for some reason East Devonport seems to be missing out. This would complement what the Yacht Club wants to do. We're working hand in hand with them to actually develop a maritime precinct that would run from the new spirit of Tasmania birth through the community um, birth where we're proposing through the Yacht Club down to the Reg Hope Park. You can see where the Julie Burgess normally births onto the the path that then links with Living City. So it's all part of of the community. How much are you asking for? It's about $15 million on the quote we have to to do the whole job. A hefty sum. It is a hefty sum, but um, what's Devonport worth? Minister for Infrastructure and Transport Michael Ferguson said the state government is ready to play its role in supporting this project 
If the federal government commits to fund the $12 million contribution pledged by the coalition government at last year's federal election. And speaking of the port, if we head up the river a few metres, we'll hit a section where a lot of work is happening. It's all part of a bigger, multi-million dollar makeover happening at the port, and I took a walk around the site with someone who could explain what was going on. My name's Anthony Donald, I'm the CEO for the Tasmanian Port Corporation. Um, what we're looking at today um, is the Devonport Keylink project. So what we're looking at is it's kind of, a, it looks like a series of uh, ponds, I guess you could describe it. So we're, we're dredging out um, uh, the berth pocket and, um, and some of the channel within the river to enable um, the new TT line vessels um, to, to come into their new spot. Um, their new parking position essentially in the river. We're removing around 45,000 cubic metres of material um, and that will take um, probably another six six to seven weeks and um, and in order um, for that to be done appropriately in accordance with our environmental management plan and the EPA requirements, that material is first moved into sediment ponds. Each, um, each pond is protected with a layer of... Um, um, essentially con- constructed with... Um, clay and then covered with a geofabric um, which which keeps um, all of the particles separate from each other and I think we've probably got about seven or eight different cells there not all that dissimilar to what you'd expect to see in a, a large landfill site but it is a, a, a lot smaller than than, um, than a landfill. And so that's being dredged out because those new spirits are a fair bit bigger than the old ones. Yeah, that's right. And so we're dredging down to 9.7 metres, yeah, which will allow appropriate um, safety um, under keel clearance for the new TT line vessel. What are we looking at here? So we've got um, a large um, excavator here which is sorting um, rubble. This rubble has been imported um, and will be used for um, some of the reclamation work that will... St- that will start to take place um, in the next few weeks. The reclamation works is basically um, the area of, of land that we then increase, um, that encroaches in part of the river, um, which is basically um, the, the civil infrastructure or the earth, the rock on the earth that will be used to um, form the ramp, the new ramp for the Spirit of Tasmania. The ramp has been constructed by TT Line. All right, we're looking now at uh, a few men in a, a boat. What's happening here? Yeah, Meg, um, these guys, I mean, this is a project that involves um, existing infrastructure as well as the construction of new infrastructure. These guys are currently preparing for some diving activities, which will occur today, and the divers will be in the water um, further up the river around the existing wharf structures around where Sea Road and TT Line currently berth, just to undertake further inspections uh, um, to understand the existing condition of the, the pile wharf structure. What's the scope of the works that you're doing here? So stage one of the project is all around um, dredging and reclamation work um, and we're essentially constructing all of the new area for the TT line operation. So where we're standing here today will be part of the brand new um, terminal for TT line. Um, the, the wharf infrastructure, the pavement, um, we're talking about a once in a generation project um, and, a, and a design life of 50 years, particularly around the marine activity. So this port makeover, though, it's not just about TT Line, though, is it? It's, there's going to be more than that? Yeah, that's correct. It's, it's also about supporting um, our customer in Sea Road. And so um, essentially what we will be creating is two state-of-the-art facilities, for um, one for TT Line and one, one for Sea Road, working hand-in-glove with both of those customers. 
Um, we're talking about an increase in capacity for both customers of around 40%, which is a significant uplift. Um, for TT Line, the new ships um, and the terminals that um, we're, we're building um, with them will accommodate for around another 160,000 passengers per annum, um, which we think about the economic benefits to the state, I think that's in, in order of another $200 million of economic benefit for Tasmania. What's going to happen for other users of the port, such as the fishermen? Um, yeah, you can see on the other side of the river there, um, there are a number of fishing vessels. Um, we're in, con um, we're in um, conversation with a number of those um, fishing vessel owners. Um, we understand and, and we know and we support their aspirations for a dedicated um, fishing wharf um, and we know they've been in discussions with, um, with government accordingly. So that's something to do with government or Tasports? What's yeah. the deal there? Within um, the Tasports master plan, we've got no plans to create a, a, um, a fishing um, um, pontoon or a wharf structure um, for the fishing vessels. We know that they need a home in Devonport. We know um, where they would like to be. Um, we've worked with them to ensure that those plans are, are well coordinated with ours and we're very supportive of their, their, their plans to install something um, once funding is available. So what you can see here, Meg, we're currently, we're probably about 20 metres from the, the river um, at this point. There's two um, dredging activities being undertaken. One of them is with a large excavator off the, the current sort of um, uh, rock earth area. There's a lot of um, very soft, sloppy material currently being loaded from the excavator, which has a 27 metre long boom, um, into some large um, construction um, trucks which is then being transported further out towards those sediment ponds we talked about earlier. How long has this all taken so far and when is it expected to finish? Yeah, work's commenced um, really in sort of November and December, but it was really after Christmas that we started to see um, you know, the, the, the main part of the construction activity. Um, the, the main earthworks and dredging um, will be completed in the next... Um, five to six weeks. Following that we'll start to see some piling activity. Just quickly Anthony, there'll, there'll be a bit of a transition period between the new terminal and the old terminal. What's happening there? With, um, with um, construction projects such as this one in an operational environment, one of the things that we need to work closely with our customers on is um, disruption. Um, and But pleasingly, um, both customers in TTL and C-Rope wanted minimal disruption to their operations during the construction of this project. We can complete the construction activity without disturbing or disrupting the current operation. We'll be able to move TT Line into the brand new facility um, before we then commence further construction activity on the old facility that they'll be moving out of. So what's going to happen to that old facility? That will become part of Sea Road's new terminal. So the, the ramps and the car park and will be ready first, but there won't necessarily be a building. Is there a bit of a teething period there? What's happening? No, we're just working through the, um, the requirements for um, with our customer TT Line um, to ensure that, um, um, that um, they're really... Um, clear and comfortable with respect to you know the new standard of terminal that they want to um, have in place for their customers. But just to clarify, there's there's no plans yet for these buildings that we see here in the artistic impression. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.